Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, I really do pray that's the echo of each one of our hearts tonight. There may be some in here who have not made that choice yet to, to follow you, to choose your way, to be saved and redeemed from their sin because of the work that you've done on the cross for us in the empty tomb. I pray tonight, Lord, that we remember this because the way we're gonna look at scripture tonight is the way that you've told us to follow. And I pray that we have a heart to do that. Even if we don't understand it, even if we don't like it, may our hearts and our attitudes be such that we choose the Jesus way tonight. We choose to follow you in all that we do. So I pray, Lord, tonight that you minister to my heart and minister to the hearts of everybody in this room, Lord, because we need, we need you. Can't do it without you. Wouldn't want to do it without you. But I pray that every individual that can hear the sound of my voice, including me, tonight will choose the Jesus way. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Have a seat, everyone. Welcome to Inside Out. It's nice to see you guys tonight. So tonight I've got a message. We're continuing on this series of 10 again, and we're getting halfway through the Ten Commandments. That's what we're focusing on. But I gotta be honest with you tonight, if I can just be kind of blunt, I'm off. My brain's not here for some reason. I'm living in a fog, and I cannot figure out for the life of me why. So tonight, can't blame me. Blame the fog in my brain if I don't get anything right tonight. But what I want to do tonight is I really want to continue this on. We've talked about the first four commandments and the, of the Ten Commandments. Now, those four, remember, they're split down the middle or kind of down the middle. The two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about, the first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's the first four of the Ten Commandments. The second commandment is such, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's where you find that in Leviticus. The first commandment is also found in Deuteronomy 6. Uh, love the Lord, or love your neighbor as yourself is found, I think, in Leviticus 19, I think, is where that's at. So that echoes throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament, okay? I believe with all my heart, out of all the, old, or out of all the Ten Commandments, I think this one here tonight is very unique in this sense. We make a shift from love the Lord your God with all your heart tonight to love your neighbor as yourself. And I find it interesting because I'm often, I won't say nagging, but reminding you guys that if you don't live Christianity out at home, you're not gonna be able to consistently live it out in public. I believe that with all my heart. And I can, I can God kind of backs that up for me tonight because the very first commandment as we step out of the first of the two greatest commandments into the second commandment, into the last six of the, of the 10 commandments, if you will, love your neighbor as yourself, guess where God starts at? At home. He starts in the home. I wrote this in your notes. Relationships matter to God, especially at home. So tonight, I, I basically named this thing tonight um, because I said so. That's the title of the message tonight, because I said so. From a dad's perspective, I'm, I'm guessing if you're a dad in this room or a mom in this room, you're, you've told your kids to do something like, why? Because I said so. <laughs> so tonight, God is gonna say, we're gonna ask why, because God said so. You guys look at me, I love you. You know that, right? I'm gonna tell everybody tonight, I love you very much. And tonight I'm gonna be very direct and truthful with you, but I love you guys. 
I don't care whether you like what we're gonna talk about tonight or not, it's because God said so. That's why you're supposed to do this. That's why I'm supposed to do it, why? Because God said so, he's my father in heaven, he's the one that lays out the commands and I can see him at the top of the mountain coming down, speaking to the Israelites as we go through this with the 10 commandments, his voice saying, honor your father and mother. That's what he tells the community of believers. Do you hear me? It says in, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, honor, and listen, this is God speaking to your heart tonight. Honor your father and mother. Why? So that you may live long in the land. The Lord your God is what? Is giving you. That's the promised land that he's talking about. That's our promised land, obviously, is heaven, but that's the promised land that he's telling them. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise, Paul says later on that we'll talk about. I wrote down also Deuteronomy 5.16 because that also touches on this because that's where you find the ten, 10 commandments kind of repeated, echoed by Moses. In Deuteronomy 5.16, it says, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has what? Commanded you. This is not a suggestion the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may what? Go well in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is one of the first things where God, you see God make a commandment and then he backs it up with here's what you're gonna receive if you do that. We'll talk about all this as we kind of break down tonight. So tonight, the message is because God said so. That's it. But I want you guys to think about this tonight. How are you doing with honoring your father and mother? We're gonna talk about why, we're gonna talk about how, we're gonna talk about what happens if you don't, and we're gonna talk about that promise that God gives us in this commandment. This first commandment, as we're starting a new section like we talked about, we're moving into the second half of the commandments, but I wanna give you two words tonight before we get started, because I don't want this to be confusing for you. The very first word I wanna use tonight is not found in this scripture, and it's called respect. We're not talking, God's not talking about respect, he's talking about honor, here's the difference. Respect, the definition is this, to consider worthy of high regard. That's respect, to consider worthy of high regard. God doesn't say respect them. He doesn't say that, he says honor them, and honor means to do what? To esteem, and I love the way this is put, to value as precious. Okay, pause there for a second. Do you value your parents as precious? God says you should. God doesn't say you should. God says you better. That is a command from God, you guys. And a lot of you know my story with my dad and my mom. My mom was a saint. My dad was straight from the pit of hell, in my opinion, for most of my life. Got saved on his deathbed. But that idea, I did not respect my father. But God told me I better honor him. So let's get into what this means tonight. The very first thing I wrote down, because you guys know me, I'm a why guy. I really believe with all my heart as I managed people through the business world for years before I came to work at the church, I, I, people would always ask me when we'd set up and we'd establish, the authority would say, here's what we're gonna do. The first thing people would ask is, why? Why do we gotta do that? I don't agree with that. Why is that? So I'm a why guy. So I think the very first thing we need to do tonight is to dig into the why. Because God said it is right and it's for our benefit. So why should we honor our parents? 
because God says it's right and it's for our benefit. In, in Ephesians chapter six, verse one, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Watch, how are you doing at obeying God? Because obeying parents and obeying God, I believe, link together, if you will. Why do we do this? Because God says it's right. Not only does he say it's the right thing to do, but in Colossians 3.20, he tells us it actually, look at me, it pleases him. What is your goal in life, you guys? Your goal in life should be to please God, yes? You wanna please God? Here's how you do it, is you honor your father and your mother. Because in the New Testament, not in the Old Testament Ten Commandments. Yes, we're under grace. No, we don't have to follow the law like that anymore. We live, we live in such a way that grace watches over us, but this is New Testament commandments. And it also teaches us to respect authority in our lives. The one thing I would tell you guys that you gotta pay close attention to is that idea, hold on a second. All right, I'm back. <laughs> we had company in our room, and I'm not sure what they're doing back there, but... <laughs> Okay, so watch this. This teaches us to respect and honor authority in our lives. Why is this? Are you ready? I, don't want, I want this to be all political. In other words, not Democrat, not Republican, not independent, not libertarian, not anything. Watch what Romans tells us. Paul writes in Romans chapter 13, verses one and two, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which is established by God. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, who watch this, watch, 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 this is important. Whoever rebels against authorities is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so bring judgment upon themselves. You get that? As an adult, this is hard for me. But when Paul wrote this, who was he talking to? He was talking to Christians and who was the emperor at the time he wrote this? Nero. Do you know what Nero had Christians doing? If you, many of you know this, but if you don't know this, when Nero would have, Nero was the emperor, evil as the day is long, when he would have parties, do you know how he would light his parties up? He would burn Christians alive. They would pour oil on Christians and they would light them up as garden, as garden lights for his party. And Paul's saying, honor them, you gotta follow them, pray for them, because God's put them in place. And if you don't honor your authority, you're asking for a curse upon yourself. That's hard for me because I'm, I, you guys, many of you know, I'm very conservative in my political values. But I'm supposed to pray for someone. I'm supposed to pray for my parents. I'm supposed to pray for those that are in authority over me. How do I pray for them though? Do I pray that what they're doing works? No, what I pray for them is their soul. You guys were Christians. Do you hear me? We're Christians. Well, I don't wanna pray for Joe Biden because I don't like him. I don't care if you like him or not. You pray for him that God would find his heart and that he would meet the Lord and be soundly saved wherever he's at spiritually. Do you understand? And we do the same thing for our parents. So that teaches me to respect authority. God looks at this in such, <laughs> get this, this is hard to swallow, you guys. God looks at this as such an important commandment that he imposed a capital punishment on someone who disobeyed their parents. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 through 21, it says this. If someone has a stubborn or rebellious child or son who does not obey his father and his mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him. So in other words, you got a child that's not obeying mom and dad when they discipline him. His father and mother shall take him, 
take, take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of the town. Then they, then they say to the elders, the son of mine, the son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and he will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all of the men in the town are to do what to him? Stone him to death. You think God doesn't take this seriously? They're taught in the book, in the book of Deuteronomy to stone a rebellious child to death. But why? You must purge evil from you. You guys get this. If we're rebellious and we're stubborn and we're disobedient, what that does is it comes from a heart that does not love God. If I'm acting that way, I've got to ask myself, why am I acting that way? It's, it's the condition of my heart. We want to look at the behavior and change the behavior. If we go after the behavior first, it doesn't work. Behavior-based modification works as long as I want it to, and as soon as I don't want it to anymore, I stop doing it, and I go right back to my rebellious state. So when God says you need to purge evil, what's the evil he's talking about? A rebellious heart and a person who is not honoring their parents. And I'm not talking about, this is of all ages, you guys, that we talk about. So we gotta make sure that we get our arms around. Why is this? It is a matter of the heart. It is not a matter of my behavior. If my heart's right with God, my behavior will follow. I live my life because of what's been done on the cross, the things we sang about earlier. I live my life in such a way that I follow the one who's done everything for me and I wanna honor him and I wanna walk the Jesus way. The second thing you look at is how do we honor our parents? Notice is it doesn't say honor only good parents. Did you notice that? It doesn't say Dan. Dan's dad's name was David. It doesn't say because David's a good guy, Dan, honor him. It also doesn't say because David's a bad guy, honor him. We are to honor our fathers and mothers no matter what they do. No matter how this works out, what, but well, okay, let's just pick up the elephant in the room for a second. What if I got a parent like mine? What if I got a horrible parent? What am I supposed to do with that, Dan? What's God say? What does God tell them to do? Honor your father and mother. It doesn't say if they're good. What we do is we respect the position that they're in, maybe not the person, but the position of authority in my life. I don't want to get ahead of myself, so I'm going to stay very obedient to my notes tonight because there's a flow to this. It says in Leviticus 19, chapter, or chapter 19, verse 3, it says, each of you must, get the word, must respect his father and mother. But honor goes beyond just respecting the position, you guys. It's back to that idea, it's a condition of my heart. And I really believe this is a matter of forgiving my parent or my parents. If I'm, if I'm dealing with a heart of unforgiveness here, and I'm gonna talk more about this later on, I'll get into more detail, but if I'm dealing with a heart of unforgiveness toward my parents, I'm not gonna honor them. So if I'm not honoring them, what happens? It's a condition of my heart. It's not a condition of my behavior that we're talking about. This is all a matter of the heart again that God's getting at when he tells the Israelites and echoes to us the same thing. Proverbs 23, 26 says this, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Do your parents have your heart or are they just your parents? Think about that. Do they have your heart or are they just your parents? 
and they're just your parents until you can get out of the house at the age of 18 years old and go do what I want to do. To honor your parents means much more than just simply obeying them, by the way. It's more than that. The word honor, again, means to esteem or to find, pres- find value find, and value as precious. I like that because to me, my mom was precious. That's who my mom was. To me, she was so special and she was so precious. And I miss her every day. But to my dad, as, as precious as my mom was, my dad was as evil. But when I gave my life to Christ, I had to work this out before God. Because before that, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know how much God wanted me to honor my dad, but to know that is to esteem or value as precious. So honor your father and mother by valuing or loving the person. Look, look, do you get sick and tired of your mom and dad judging you because you do stuff wrong? When really in all reality, your intent was never to do anything wrong, but they're on you always because it's like, can't you ever just do what I say? Can't you ever be good? If we can't be good all the time, how can we expect our parents to be perfect? Do you guys ever think about that? Why does my mom or my dad have to be perfect? Why can't they make mistakes in parenting me? I don't allow them to do that. Do you guys realize I'm a dad today for the first time today? I've never been a dad today except for right now. And things are gonna come up in my life that are gonna be hard for me to get my arms around. Give your parents some grace. You want them to give you grace? Sometimes you've gotta give to receive. But you sit around, I'm not talking, I'm talking in general now, I'm not pointing at anybody in particular, but we get this idea that my mom and dad gotta extend me grace because I'm their kid. How about you be the first one to go? What about unbelieving parents, by the way? What do we do with that? If I'm, if I'm a Christian and my parents aren't believers, do I still have to honor them? Who's God talking to in the commandments? Believers. He's talking to us. Yes, even if they're not, what a better way to express who Christ is, you guys, to a set of unbelieving parents then showing them grace and honoring them, father and mother, when they don't deserve it. Even if they're unbelievers, we have to honor our parents. Why? Because God says it's the right thing to do. That's why we do everything, is for his honor and for his glory. You should honor your parents in word, action, and attitude. And the attitude, this, this, this idea of honoring, by the way, is a verb. It's an action. It's something we do, and we do it in word, thought, or deed. We do the right thing for the right reason. That's what we're doing. And we should seek to honor our parents. Watch this. We should seek to honor our parents exactly like we seek to bring an honor and bring glory to God. See, I know you guys. I know you love God, so your desire is to live in such a way that brings God glory, yes? Do you think about that with your parents? Do you get up in the morning and leave the house and go out of the house, into school, into the community, thinking, I want to honor my parents today? How I talk about them to other people. The words I use about my mom and dad, I tell you that. You understand? Or do you not say anything about them? Or do you go about your day going, listen, I got the best mom and dad on the planet. Perfect? No. But they're amazing. And they love me and they took good care of me and they provide my needs. They provide for my needs. What are you doing when it talks about honoring mom and dad? This isn't just obeying. It's the words we use. It's the attitude in which we use the words. And when you go home at night, listen, I'll bet you anything. I'll bet, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you. 
If you tried this and you came back and told me, the attitude in which you carry during the day, that idea of your parents, is exactly the attitude you're gonna have with your parents when you get home at night. In other words, if I got this sarcastic tone in my head about my parents all day long, when I get home at night, guess what's gonna happen when they tell me to do something? I'm gonna have that same sarcastic tone, ain't I? Why? Because I'm a creature of habit and I'm carrying that tone with me through the day. And listen, you guys, I don't care. There's many of these adults in this room that got their parents are still alive. This counts for us too. Same thing. Perfect no. Honoring them, absolutely, we're supposed to do that exactly like we wanna, exactly like we wanna honor God. You should also be with your parents. Honoring your parents means you submit to authority. This is a big one in my opinion. This is, it, it, submitting to their authority means something to me because it's a, it's a direct correlation and I've talked about this before and I really believe this with all my heart because I've watched a lot of people and I've done this myself. I really believe this to be true. How I am with my parents is exactly how I'm going to be with God. If I'm under, because God established authority, we got that done in Romans 13, right? So God's allowed me to be born into this family that I'm in, and God's established my parents. He's established this from the beginning of time. Do you realize this is the very first thing he established, and it's the very first commandment and love your neighbor as yourself, and what that, what is that? It's the family. So if I'm under the, the authority of my mom and dad right here, and I'm bucking authority, and I'm not getting along with them, and I'm fighting with them, and don't like it when they discipline me, and all this stuff's going on, one day when you do get to leave home and you will you'll be 18 years old and you go off to college or a job and that jail door will be open and man you're going to be free it's going to be amazing i'm not going to have anybody telling me what to do anymore that's it i'm out i'm gone i'm done with that nonsense but guess what you're still under authority you've shifted from that authority of mom and dad and you've came out from underneath that umbrella but now you're under god's authority and i promise you how you've been responding to the authority in your house under your mom and dad is exactly how you're gonna to respond to the authority when you come out from underneath that umbrella and it's between you and God. I hope you guys believe me on this because this is a very true principle that you guys are gonna live out. And it's almost like that now, but right now you're still under that authority that God's put in your life and that's your mom and dad. How you look at that is gonna make the difference in that and every child is gonna go through that. So you gotta make sure that you're paying keen attention to that. So how do we dishonor our parents? Move on to the third point. Dishonoring our parents looks like this. We dishonor our parents when we disobey them. Deut back to Deuteronomy ch chapter 21, we know exactly what happens. We also dis uh, dishonor our parents when we neglect elderly parents. Look at me, you guys. I pray someday that you guys have the opportunity to care for your parents when they're older. I don't have that. Both my parents are gone. I don't have the opportunity. Notice how I say that the opportunity, because watch, you ready? You're not gonna like this, but watch, especially those of you who might be a little older, older in the room and have parents, watch this. When I was born, God trusted my parents with me. But at the same time, what he does down the road is he trusts me with my parents. You understand how that works? Well, when we're born, God, we, our parents take care of us, they raise us, they tend to us, they love us, they minister to us. Hopefully that's your experience. That they're not perfect, they make mistakes along the way, but eventually what's gonna happen is God trusted your parents with you and then eventually he's gonna trust you with your parents. And how are you gonna take care of them? Oh man, if you got a rotten attitude now about your parents, what are you gonna do when it's time for you to take care of them? 
It's all about a matter of the heart, you guys. We've got to make sure that we get our arms around this because this makes all the difference in the world for us when we're taking care of our parents. Today, many people, I wish I had a microphone in front of Kylie. She shared something before we came into the meeting when we were doing our leader meeting tonight. Today, many people in society worship young people. We all want to be young. Get rid of wrinkles. Get rid of gray hair. We all just desire to be young again, right? We just want to stay young in a perpetual state of immaturity forever because I don't like getting old. I turn gray. Things droop. I get old. Things break down. I get grouchy. I get grumpy. I'm like, oh, my back hurts again. I don't know what to do, right? We, we honor the young people. What do we do in our society today? We kick old folks to the curb. Can I share what you talked about? Kylie's a nurse up at the hospital. You know what she told us in our leader meeting? What people do is when they get sick and tired of taking care of their elderly parents, they could kick them down to the emergency room and they drop them off and say, we're done, I'm not taking care, of taking care of them anymore. Can you imagine taking your mom and dad who have cared for you, taking care of you, even if they haven't done a good job, they're still your parents, we still honor them, and you take them down to the hospital and say, yeah, I'm done with them. I'm out, I'm done, I'm not doing this. That's what we do in society today. We're taking what God has made a principle, and as a society, now not in this room, but as a society, we're kicking old people to the curb, and we're not honoring our older folks. When I was in China, we were smuggling Bibles into China years ago. I remember this, and it really struck me, and I don't think they're doing the right thing for the right reason, don't get me wrong, but when you're on a subway train and a young person is sitting here like this, and they've got themselves a seat, and they're looking on their phone or doing whatever they're doing, and the door's open and someone elderly comes in, they don't know them, but you know what they do? They stand up and they let them have their seat. And you know what the elderly person does? No, that's okay, no. They're expected to be respected in the community and honored. So that person, the young person gets up and the old person sits down in their seat and the young person stands there hanging onto the post or whatever they got a hold of. See, here's what I know about you guys. I really believe with all my heart you'd do the same thing in this room. Every one of you would. But you guys, that's not the way society is. We need to permeate this attitude into our society so that way people are watching and they're like, you guys, I love you guys. I'm so proud of every young person in this room. You guys know that. But I want you to continue, I'll put it that way, continue to go outside those doors and go permeate our culture with the attitude you have toward God because if your heart's right, everything else falls into place. But it's up to you guys to change it. And here's what I believe, you can I believe one person makes a ton of difference in this world. And I believe you guys are the ones to do it. The older people are running out of time. It's up to you guys. What are you gonna do? Are you just gonna be quiet and kinda let it be and live like it is and not really pay attention to it? No. Go out there and do things like that for people. In the name of Jesus Christ, because I carry his name exactly like we sang earlier, I wanna honor him and not dishonor my parents. The, connect, the consequences of dishonoring your parents, it distorts the condition, it dist, I wrote this down, it distorts and reveals the condition of my relationship to God as an authority figure. I talked about that earlier. I want you to realize God is an authority figure in your life and he's gonna be forever and so are your parents as long as they live here. Even though my mom was almost 80 years old, she was still my authority. Do you understand? I was not under her care any longer, so to speak, but she was still my authority and so was my dad. He was his authority as much as my mom. The New Testament talks about this. In the, in the end times, eschatology, in the end times, you know what a sign of the end times is gonna be? Disobedient, um, rebellious kids. That's what the end times is gonna show, are disobedient, rebellious kids. 
Romans chapter one, in that chapter where he's talking about you should not, the people have turned away from the truth of God. Men are sleeping with men, women are sleeping with women. People are doing malicious, evil things, and you know, right in the middle of that what it says, and they were disobedient to their parents. Romans chapter one is one of the darkest spots other than Genesis chapter three in scripture. And in the middle of that, Paul writes, and they were disobeying their parents. They were being disobedient. This is a very important thing, you guys. So we gotta make sure that we're doing this. And you gotta realize too, there's consequences to both of this. The promises are this, and I'm, not, I'm gonna touch on this just briefly, okay? There are two promises that is, are given to us. It, the reward of honoring our parents is this, two things that you will live long and live well. Watch, live long is a principle. That doesn't mean that you're promised to live to 120 years old. It's a principle that he gave the Israelites as they were walking into the wilderness, into the promised land, that if you do this, you will live long and you will live well in the land. Here's what I know. Living long and living well looks like this. I wish I could have every adult stand up in the room and share their heart on this one right now because I can tell you that, and you may be the same way, if you've been rebellious, if you've had a bad attitude toward your parents and you hate them and you're not getting along with them, that's a burden that we carry, you guys. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't like it when I'm in that space because it's not what God wants for me. So when I'm in that space, I'm burdened by it. So to get out of that space and start honoring them again is where I need to live, and then I live well in the land. I live well. I can guarantee you if you live this way, you will live well in the land. And what I mean by well is not burdened because you're having it out with your parents. I used to tell my kids all the time, you want me off your back, follow God. You want me to just walk alongside you and not punish you, not ride you, not try to overcoach you, follow God. So following God is these commandments that we looked at tonight. And it's very, very hard, but it's very, very simple when we count on God doing it. So go to your small groups, talk amongst yourselves a little bit. We'll come up here and close in just a few minutes. Okay, you guys, I'm gonna break you up in your small groups for just a second. I wanna do something a little bit different tonight when we close, so I need just a few more minutes so we don't get too late. But I wanna, I wanna clean up this thought about the reward of honoring. On average, kids who are disobedient to their parents are gonna end up in stuff they shouldn't end up with. They're gonna end up in drugs and drinking and just a lot of pornography, a lot of just evil stuff, you guys. It's just the way the rhythm of the world is. You guys know them from your schools. You can tell the kids are being disobedient to their parents. They get in with the wrong crowds and it ends up hurting their lives and they're not living well in the land that God's given them as they walk through school and as they walk through their lives. But you guys gotta honor, the ones that honor their mothers and fathers generally live well. And I know you guys know that. You can look around the room and know the ones that respect their parents and honor their, or honor their parents. They're living well because they don't have that evil in their heart. There's nothing like back to Deuteronomy. There's nothing that they need to purge out. There's no evil that they need to purge out of their heart. They're living well. Make sense to you guys? So make sure, like I said in your notes, simply put, life goes better for those who honor their parents. I double dog dare you. If you're not doing it, change, and you'll find out it does. And it's not me that says that, it's God that says that. God promises that it will be better for you if you do that. So what I wanna do now is I wanna talk about something real quick. I really wanna get back into this unforgiveness thing for just a second, okay? Because I believe if we have trouble honoring our parents, there's probably something along the way that they've done to you, harmed you, um, not agreed with you, whatever that is, but there's some, uh, there, there may be some, some unforgiveness that you're looking at. So what I wanna do is, I, some of you have heard me talk about this before. When I first gave my life to Christ, I hated my dad. I could not honor, I could not honor my dad if you'd held a gun to my head because I hated the man. 
And God talked to me one day, I was just getting ready to leave town, I was driving down the highway, and God talked to me one day, and he said, in a roundabout way, shorten up the story, I want you to spend time with your dad because you need to forgive him. And I'm like, no. There's been one or two times my whole Christian experience, I told God no that day. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I hate, you guys, I hated him. And he deserved my hate, to be honest with you. The things he did to us, my mom and my brother and I, I hated the guy. But God said, I don't care, I want you to forgive him. And it took me about two weeks to come into agreement with what God had told me to do, so I went ahead and did it, and I was able to forgive my dad. You know why? Because I, I asked God this, and I probably learned this from somewhere else, but I asked him, I said, Lord, <clears throat> allow me to see my dad from your perspective. See, I looked at my dad from my perspective, and I didn't like what I saw, I hated him. But when I asked God to let me see my dad from his perspective, you know what I saw? was a broken man that was lost, deep in evil, and he raised me the same way his dad raised him. He didn't know any different, no excuse. But when I was able to see my, see my dad from God's perspective, you know what it did? It broke my heart. Do you know why it broke my heart? Because it reminded me of who I was before I came to Christ. God says, you forgive lest you be forgiven. And I take that very seriously, you guys. So God says, you forgive lest you be forgiven. In other words, I've given you the grace when you didn't deserve it, Dan. And I remember the old Dan. And I gave you grace when you didn't deserve it. How dare you hold back grace from someone else that I've given you? So we extend grace and forgiveness to people who do not deserve it. But we do it anyway. And forgiving is not forgetting it does not mean I've forgotten anything that my dad did to me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I deal with it every single day. I deal with something in that part of my life from before. But I got it in the context of I'm a believer in Christ. I still have those issues that impress me today, but I'm able to keep them in the perspective because of who I am in Christ and of who I found out. My dad ended up getting saved on his deathbed. So I want, I want to close with a song tonight, and I want you to do two things for me. If you have some unforgiveness in your heart that you need to deal with, you need to ask God to help you see that person from his perspective. And you'll see the brokenness because you guys, your parents aren't perfect. I got great relationships with my kids and I love my kids with all my heart, but I have screwed more stuff up in regards to them than I can even imagine. And we have a fantastic relationship. I'm not perfect and neither are your parents. But can I tell you something? Neither are you. And you gotta give your parents grace. So tonight, I want you to ask God, Lord, let me see my parents from your perspective. Even if you're doing good with them, allow me to see them from your perspective because you may see a redeemed mom and dad who love God with all their heart that are doing their dead level best to raise you up in Christ. Or you may see a parent that is lost. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna sing a song and I want you to remember, if you're a Christian in this room, I want you to remember what you used to be like, how lost you used to be, and how much you needed saved. And then I want you to ask yourself in regards to my parents, I want, you to, I want you to pray for your mom and dad tonight. I want you to take a time during this song. You can stand, you can sing, you can worship, or you can stay sat down in your seat and just pray for your mom and dad if you don't have any unforgiveness issues. Because I don't know how often you're praying for your mom and dad, but I'm here to tell you I'm a dad. And there is not a minute of a day that goes by that I don't need my kids praying for me. Being a parent is one of the most it's the biggest blessing that comes with the most enormous burden if you allow it to be. It's a load I pray God allows you to carry someday to be a mom or a dad because it is an amazing gift God's given us. But we need God to be able to raise our kids 
and you need God to be able to honor your parents. So this song will play, you pray, you ask God to see your parents, to see, God, to see your parents from God's perspective, and then just pray for your mom and dad. You can sing through the song, you can stand, you can worship, you can stay seated, but I want you to remember, the key thing is remember what you were before you knew the Lord. So, are you gonna be followers of Jesus? Are you gonna choose his way? Because you have a free will to do what we talked about tonight or to reject it. And I pray that you guys choose Jesus' way because you'll live well in the land that the Lord's given you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied just like we saw. Sing that song, Lord. And I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, if there's anybody in here tonight that's dealing with unforgiveness, that you would really help them. And we remember, Lord, help us to remember that you don't call us to do anything that you won't help us with. You'll give us the grace to extend the grace to those who don't even deserve it. Parents aren't perfect. Kids are not perfect. But Jesus is. He was and he is. And if we choose his way, we can live this life, Lord. We can make a difference outside this room and in our communities. We can see and speak of Christ and permeate our cultures, but it all begins in the home. Help parents, including myself, to live a life before you that is honoring to you, that our kids, that ripple effect, our kids will live the same way and as their parents, their kids will, and those generations, Lord, to come, will live the way you've called us to live. And always remember that we do it by your grace. But may we do it, may we honor our father and mother, and may we do it by your grace and to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you guys, you're dismissed. Have a great night, everyone.